Have you ever longed to escape reality or fantasized about stepping into someone else's shoes, even for just a little while? Hi, I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Hawley. We host CBC's Play Me, the immersive podcast that transforms theater into addictive audio fiction. Join us for a new season and disappear into a world rich with drama, where every show delivers hypnotizing stories and unveils intriguing characters with secrets. Play me wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Okay, so we're nine days away from shooting our short <laughs> film, uh, which is called Close and Lock the Patio Door. Uh, right now, here's the state of what's happening. It's Thursday morning. We are nine days away from filming our short horror film. I've gathered Maddie and Ryan on a Zoom for a production meeting because we have some problems. Problem number one, Maddie's current location. Maddie is far away in the Maritimes and will not be able to be uh, here in town until the day we start shooting uh, because of the job. I am as far physically as I could get without leaving the country from you guys. I am in Halifax working on Canada's own This Hour is 22 Minutes, season 31. Woo! And yeah, it's very cool and it's very fun. And it, I will say this, it's very inspiring. We, we write a sketch, we, we pick it, and then they start shooting it the next day. So, yeah. and it looks amazing. So you can pull together things very quickly. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Problem number two, my eyes. I, Mark, uh, will be directing the shoot, and um, I have gone temporarily blind in my right eye. Only one. Only one, thankfully. Uh, My (laughs) retina detached. I had surgery. I'm on the mend. Um, And vision is improving every day. Unfortunately, uh, we lost, I lost like two weeks of stuff, and um, a lot of things can be pushed, but shooting date can't so that just that is right around the corner Mm. Mm. the reason the shooting date can't be pushed is because maddie's already booked a flight we've hired a director of photography and we've rented a place to shoot the film a cabin a couple hours outside vancouver in hope bc incidentally this is where the rambo movie first blood was filmed but more about my major eye surgery that i am totally underplaying here like why am i being so calm about this this was really awful for me it totally upended my life in like a very scary way so because of my surgery uh, in my right eye um there, there's a um a gas bubble that has been put inside of it to set the retina uh and i have a wristband that says i can't um travel at elevation and i cannot like so i can't go into an airplane yeah. or a helicopter or yeah. even go up in elevation because um the gas bubble will expand and according to this wristband, will cause blindness. Now, is is where we're going up a up a hill? We looked because I flagged it yeah. immediately, and I was like, "Are we driving yeah. uphill?" <laughs> uh, and it's uh, it from Vancouver to Hope. It's actually flat, and I think it actually even descends a bit, which is great uh, for you. Which is great for us. It's not like speed. You you ha- you can't has to stay at a constant. It, you it can, it's not like you can't go down too much either. No, I can go down. Down's fine. Ryan, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing, uh, nothing for me in that uh, rundown of like reasons that we have well, what we have stacked against us. Today on the show, we are making this movie. 
We've got to pull everything together, make a plan, get our equipment, assemble a crew, and make sure everyone is clear on what they're doing. I think that this is a bigger bump than I anticipated. This is the worst thing that could have happened. It's chaos week, and it's not letting up. We're down one host, we're down one eye, we've only got nine days to pull it all together. And what's worse, we've actually only got eight days. We have nine days. Tomorrow there will be eight days. Wait, no, tomorrow, tomorrow's a week away. Tomorrow's a week away from day one shooting, right? We lost a day while we were recording? Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. It's Let's Make a Horror. feeling a little stressed. <laughs> I want decisions and I want them now. And I don't even want to be positive. I just want to get things done. I feel like the Terminator right now for productivity. In your analogy, Maddie, is um, Terminator is your is you. Sarah Connor is an obstacle and John Connor is productivity. I'm the bad guy in the Terminator 2, the liquid guy, and I oh, want to okay. kill that little kid. And that little kid is my to-do list. We are eight days from shooting and there's not just three of us anymore. Because we've been out of commission for a couple of weeks, we leaned on our podcast producers to help. And not only did they find us a location, they also helped wrangle us a crew, a boom mic operator, a camera assistant, an assistant director, a gaffer, whatever that is, and Joe, our director of photography, who is also going to edit the film. Yeah, I think if we talk, you know, vision and style, that's going to form a lot about how we shoot it. You know, is it static? Is it handheld? Now it's time to get busy. We have a script and a cast, but we don't exactly know what we're shooting. So Maddie, Ryan, and I gave ourselves some homework. We each put together a mood board, a collection of shots from other movies to inspire the look and feel of our film. Well, especially when you're collaborating, uh, you have to provide visual references or what you're thinking about, because it is more efficient than using your words to create mood and like, so all the departments know what we're all going for. So you're going to be showing examples. They could be examples of costume, um, color palettes, types of angles of shots. My mood board has a lot of creepy looking shots of solo actors framed by their environments. Javier Bardem in a doorway and No Country for Old Men. Daniel Kaluuya in a staircase and Get Out. Ruth Gordon through a peephole in Rosemary's Baby. The palette of this is almost entirely earth tones. Is that yes. your yes. idea? Yes. I I really like that. I like the the earth tones and then the green sort of like contrasting it. The green contrasting the earth tone. <laughs> Like yeah, well, yeah. Like the the is green an earth tone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yes. Okay, on to my deck. Oh, there Here we go. Here we are, the parent hey, shop. I love it. Maddie's mood board has more of a cozy cabin vibe, and if you don't know what that means, uh, the first photo she has is from the 1998 Lindsay Lohan film, The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap vibe is like cute cabins, cute clothing, bright lights. We're having fun at summer camp, mm. you know? And then there's a monster, so it gets scary. Yeah. It's very scary. 
The scary mood is represented by shots of Nosferatu, Psycho, and Mulholland Drive. Like Maddie, Ryan's mood board starts with bright shots. Shot here of, uh, from, this is from Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, someone in the car, just a stressed and up. of course, he pulls from his area of expertise. Uh, this is Sting from Dune. He just got out of a uh, steam bath. Hey, why is this here? <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah. This meeting has been a big step forward for us and has really inspired me as a director. We're going to have a meeting with our DP tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through every scene and we're going to make a... What's called a, what's it called? (laughs) Storyboard. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And then cut to a big wide of him very isolated walking to this cabin. That's great. It's Friday, seven days before the shoot. We're talking to Joe, our director of photography, also known as the DP or cinematographer. He's the guy who's going to shoot the movie. He's also in charge of the lighting and basically the look of the whole thing. So what am I here for? I have no idea. We've worked with him before, and he's into the No Country for Old Men vibe for my mood board. I mean, I love it. No Country is like my, that's my top movie. That's my favorite movie of all time. Me too. Um, I think it's my favorite movie of all time. So there we go. (laughs) What I really like about that movie is how like, how intentional every single shot is. There's no like filler stuff. It's like every shot says like the next little piece of information. We know we're in good hands with Joe. He's gonna take what we talked about in the meeting and draw up a shot list. This film is finally starting to feel real. Um, I think at least I'll, I'll draw out, you know, the sequence, how I think we could shoot it, turn that into a shot list. And then do you wanna meet Tuesday? Yeah, nice. I think that, that's a good call. It's Tuesday, three days before the shoot, and we're supposed to meet with Joe again. This is going to be a very short meeting, because... But this isn't Joe. It's our podcast producer, Chris. Our cinematographer, Joe, texted us this morning saying, Hey guys, I just want to alert you to something. My back is very out of sorts. Just want to let you know, I'm trying to get it fixed, um, but there's a potential that I may not be able to make it this weekend. Okay, and being a cinematographer is a physical job. You kind of need your back. Then we got a text 30 minutes ago saying, I'm on my way to the hospital in an ambulance. Oh no, poor Joe. Poor Joe? More like poor us, poor me. This is my directorial debut. My film is ruined. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But we do need to find a cinematographer in three days. Three days. We've been working on the creative with Joe for weeks. So not only do we need to find a cinematographer with a free weekend this weekend, but we've also got to get them up to speed. I'm starting to feel like this production is cursed. What else could go wrong? Lee is still a Category 3 storm. Still with sustained winds of 185 kilometers per hour. Lee the answer the is Hurricane Lee, a Category 2 hurricane which is bearing down on Halifax and could cancel Maddie's flight out on Friday, leaving us without our lead actress. Everyone just says a completely different thing. Some people think it's not going to happen at all. Some people think there's no way it won't happen. It'll hit Sunday. So moving back will be the issue. Great. I'm very sad Joe is hurt, and I do not want a hurricane to hit me in the head. But... There's something magical about the clarity you start to get when 
when you're in production and things mm. start to go wrong and you have to make that becomes the movie is becomes decisions you make in these moments. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go look up how to make a shot list. <laughs> it's Wednesday, two days before the shoot. And there's a problem with the first shot list I've ever made in my life. Hey buddy. Hi. Okay. So, um, a bit of a snag with the, shot list okay um unfortunately it's like how much how much too long 20 shots 20 setups 20 setups too long okay and in addition to that piece of news we also have our first meeting with the entire crew well not the entire crew obviously yeah we're currently trying to find a dop because joe is out unfortunately with is joe okay down for the yes, game. he's getting an MRI currently. He's very hopped up on pain meds, but he is oh okay. So he uh, will not be joining this weekend. It's Thursday, the day before the shoot. Maddie is still in Halifax on Stormwatch. I can still only see out of one eye. Joe is in hospital. But we found a cinematographer. <laughs> I just want to keep things as like full as possible given our circumstances, but I also don't want it to suck. So it's like some nice medium in there. It's kind of a miracle. Like this is a miracle. I'm going to submit this to the Vatican. We found a good cinematographer who was also free this weekend. His name is Brian, St. Brian. And we're already getting right to work, trying to piece together Joe's unfinished storyboards and my shot list, which I'm discovering is overly ambitious. It's the things that variables in play are the dog and um, the monster. Okay, let's talk about the monster. In our movie, Ryan is playing Hugo, the main character. Maddie is playing the cabin caretaker. And I play the monster. And from the very beginning of Ryan's pitch, the monster was not a huge, bombastic, snarling movie monster. It was still and calm, and its only distinguishing feature was its black eyes, which would be accomplished by colored contact lenses. Movie started, when this pitch started, you were a monster with black contact lenses. That's our producer, Dave. And you said at the time, I'm very comfortable with my eyes, with, <laughs> with touching my eyes. Oh my God. That's true. I did say that. In fact, here's that clip. I'm very comfortable with contact lenses, mm -hmm. so I would love to put black <laughs> contact lenses on. That would be so cool. But now, post-eye surgery, we may have a problem. Um, what, what's the status of your uh, character's eyes? Still a little bit red. There's two keyhole incisions in my eye, so just two holes. <laughs> my God. So uh, I honestly feel like I'm living my own horror movie. So, yeah, I may not be able to wear those contact lenses. And this brings up a lot of questions. If I don't have black eyes, what am I? Just a guy at the patio door? What do I wear? I'm not furry or slimy, so what am I? One theory we have is that the monster represents a side of Ryan's personality, so I should just wear the same clothes as Ryan. But again, am I just a guy in a hoodie at the patio door? And lastly, what do I do? I have no lines. Am I just supposed to be a menacing figure? 
how am I going to accomplish that? If only I hosted a podcast that would allow me to interview one of the most famous monster actors in the world to ask him what he would do. Oh, wait. I have passed out before and that, wow. and then, you know, I, I wait, I kind of come to and they're pulling broken pieces of plaster off me and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. We'll try this another way. It's fine. We'll do one part at a time. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is Doug Jones. And uh, you might know me as monsters and creatures in numerous movies and TV shows, often covered in rubber bits. You may not recognize his voice, but trust me, you recognize his work. One of the early commercials I did uh, was, on my, I think it was my fourth TV commercial booking within my first couple months of, as an actor. Back in 1980, good gosh, 86, it was the Mac Tonight campaign for McDonald's. The crescent moon head with a face on it and sunglasses that were like, hey, hip, cool, nighttime character guy. That was you? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I had no idea. I, wow. oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when the clock strikes, hey, <laughs> hey, half past six, hey. Yeah, that's, that's right. You got it, baby. Uh, delighted. We're delighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I can see that. That's yes, lovely. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, good, good, good. good. Uh, uh, that, was the, that was the gig that marked me as tall, skinny, goofy guy who moves well in under lots of heavy rubber things and doesn't right. complain about it, that was, which was right. the biggest, the biggest uh, referral. He's been playing creatures under layers of makeup and prosthetics for almost 40 years. He was the fish man in The Shape of Water. He also played creatures in Pan's Labyrinth. Hellboy, Hocus Pocus, and Men in Black 2, among many others. But today, he's teaching me how to play a monster in our short film. I wonder, so I'm in our little film, I'm playing, I'm playing the bad guy. And you see me, just very briefly, standing menacingly out a glass door, and I try to come in. But the direction of the film is that I'm not supposed to do much. Like, I'm right. just standing there, looking menacing. Do you have any direct advice for me on how I can do that right. without makeup? Like, I don't, you know, I'm not bloody. I don't have teeth. You know, like, I mean, I have teeth, but I don't yes. have teeth. Like, what uh, What do you think? Uh, yes, I have played roles like that before where I want to do something to be scary or menacing. Uh, but the, but they're, what's required mm -hmm. of this particular character uh, is the stillness. And you, there is a certain eerie... Mm -hmm like un, fear of the unknown that comes with looking at a creature or a character that is still and just staring without blinking. There's, that's, that can be so off-putting, right? So uh, you have to trust in the scariness of your stillness. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. You also have to have an athlete's mentality as well as one of an actor, right? Mm. Uh, which is you're not done until you've crossed the finish line, right? You must push forward. Even if you think you have nothing left, push it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So, and a, a little mantra I came up in, uh, with to get me through these moments is, pain is temporary, film is forever, right? And when you <laughs> then have gotten through nice. the shoot and they've wrapped that movie and you go see the first premiere screening of it and you're sitting there looking at it going, ah, that's why I made the sacrifice. That's a beautiful piece of art up there that will now live forever after I'm gone. Got it. Got it. Wow. <laughs> also, uh, get in the best shape as you possibly can for this character, for the specifics of this character. 
Does he squat? Does he lean forward? Does he walk on all fours? Whatever he does, uh, get into the best shape you can to get those positions, those poses, those movements uh, to looking natural as though you woke up that way that day, not as though you're a guy in a rubber suit. Okay. Mm. And uh, also villainous characters, especially, and, and you might want to pay attention, Mark, because you're playing a villain in this film, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The mustache twisting kind of kind of character where you're, I'm going to do evil today. <laughs> uh, that plays very, that's very cartoony and that's very one dimensional. So uh, again, give him a heart and a soul and an intention and, a, and, and, and bad guys. Here's the secret that not everybody knows. Bad guys do not wake up that day thinking, I'm going to do evil today. They wake up just like you and I do that are just, I'm going to survive today. And all that they, they're, they're misguided with their choices. Yes, they, uh, they, they may be very narcissistic and self-centered and don't take into account the evil and the, the mayhem that they're causing. They're just trying to survive with, the, with what they know. And so if you go from that angle, you can even make him sympathetic in a way. Uh, and, but, he can all, but he's also doing evil things at the same time. I love that. Oh That's my gosh. Such good That's advice. wonderful, wonderful advice. It's hard to yeah, play evil. It's, very, it's hard to play advice. bad, but it's like, don't play bad. Just yeah. play the, play the character, play the person. Exactly. Play the creature. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And we just, I just want to ask you what, if any relationship do you have to the horror genre? Do you like it? Were you a fan growing up? Right. Uh, for the, I've had a career in lots of dark horror things, but as far as my personal fandom, I am a fan of the rom-com. I am I, I stick to the Hallmark Channel a lot. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to know. Yeah. My bucket list is to play somebody's dad on a Hallmark Christmas movie where I'm giving uh, her, you know, great advice about her love relationship while I'm swirling a cup of cocoa while wearing a reindeer sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can't get much better advice than that. I think it's time to make a movie. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. It's Friday, day one of the shoot. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Mark. Ready to go to Hope? Ryan arrives at my house with his dog, Woody, and a surprise in his car. Who's in the Kelly! Oh my gosh, you okay, made it! Your bag first. Maddie has yeah. safely landed in Vancouver. Not bad! At least there's one thing going our way. We load up the car and start the two-hour drive to Hope. Not to be this person, but I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm thirsty and I'm sick already. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but some of those things. So it's one o'clock. We have to be there by three o'clock for a shoot time at four o'clock. <laughs> Why does that sound wrong? But it's just normal. So we're in a car. Ryan, me, Woody, Mark, and Chris, our producer. There is another car with with other people in it, and then another car with other people in it. We have a we have a relatively big crew, yeah. and some of them we've never met them. 
Yeah, Not I'm actually yeah. shocked at how many people are involved. And in this we're project. all going to like sleep at this cabin together. I <laughs> feel like I'm having the anxiety not of a film set, but of like a cabin weekend. I'm like, am I going to poo in my pants or something? <laughs> or like, <laughs> am I going to get my period in my bikini? Like, yeah. I'm having cabin anxiety. That's good. I'm having summer camp anxiety a little That's bit. Good. That's good. I'm like, what well, if my phone doesn't work and I can't call my mom? And what if yeah. I forgot my braces or something? Spirits are high, but just to keep us grounded and remind us that this shoot is cursed... Ryan shares this. Oh, and I recently found, because I, I didn't have anything, but now I have something. I've been exposed to the novel coronavirus. <laughs> We're shooting Which this one, in, in February 2020. <laughs> I'm feeling fine, tested, negative, no symptoms, and have a mask on, but, you know, it's a small little fly in the ointment. Oh, and here's a fun thing. Ryan is going to make blood. <gasps> I looked up a recipe from a known Hollywood set guy, and it's non-toxic. Wait, what's his name? His name happens to be Eric Porn. That's <laughs> <laughs> neither here nor there, but that's the article I read. But I have the makings of, uh, of fake blood. So I thought in the spirit of making our own horror film, we should make our own blood. We stop at the Value Village in Chilliwack for some last-minute supplies. We got some great finds. Maddie, you got a cool sweater. I got fake blood. You got some fake blood in case Ryan's plan of making blood, which he didn't do before we went. He's been making it there. Got a lamp. Got a lamp. Got some more makeup. And back in the car. Seven bottles of beer on the wall. Forty-seven bottles of beer. You take one down. Well, I just wanted to stop by a special place in Hope. We're in Hope where they, Mark already said, they filmed Rambo First Blood, famously. Big, successful movie. Would you, you say it's a bit of a horror, Mark? It's just no. horrible things. No, no. <laughs> it's a thriller. Yeah. But I thought we'd come to this carved statue of John Rambo and maybe say a little prayer for our film because Rambo First Blood was so successful. Dear Rambo, please help us make a really good movie that we all are happy with. That really scares the shit out of people. Dear Rambo, please keep the morale of the crew and the cast high and buoyant. And may we all enjoy each other's company all weekend. Dear Rambo, please give us the inspiration that led to the scene in Rambo where you were hiding in a wall of mud. And we didn't see you, but then you opened your eyes and there you were. After hours of driving, we arrive at the cabin and say hello to our crew. So welcome to the set of uh, <laughs> uh, Close and Lock the Patio Door. Uh, we have three short days to film this. Um, we're going to be... Uh, we have and nice start uh, shooting. Two Apple, take two. Hey, Mark. Action. Cut. It's going pretty well. We get some exterior shots of Ryan arriving at the cabin and walking around by himself. Action. Nice cut. And then, it's time for the monster. But there's a problem. Okay, are we about to close? Uh, no, we just gotta get this, this contact thing in. You want me to help? I do. I can't get the contact lens in. My guys are so big. This is crazy. 
it's so big. You don't understand. It's like half of an eyeball big. It's like a hemisphere of contact lens. It's huge. I try. Almost, almost, out again. And I try. It's not hurting or anything. And I try different methods. Try again. One more time. One more time. Okay, One okay, more okay. Time. And nothing's One working. I cannot get it in. This is bad. We do have the option of hopefully Joe can do it in post. Yeah, but we don't know. Like, if we don't have the contacts, we don't really have a monster. Yeah, well, what do you want me to do? Not put it in some more? Is that, will that help? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just worried. My head hurts. So, what do we do? Well, we have a team meeting. Well, okay, hang on. Yeah. It's no longer a monster movie. It's a killer. Yeah. There's a killer. Yeah. yeah. But, but, that, but you're sort of making for two situations because if Joe can do these eyes in post, yeah. then it's... Uh, I think Joe can do eyes. Joe was really quite confident about Great. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, Let's do it. Let's get this show. And then he's still a monster. Yeah. And then... Well, yeah. It, it, I, I don't... Like, you know what? They're appearing like, and reappearing. There's no stairs. So... We begin to shoot the monster scene without black contacts. And action. Without any scary makeup, without a mask, without much of anything. We're really hoping that Joe, our injured, former director of photography, but current editor, can do something to my face in post. I'm also hanging on to something Doug Jones said when we spoke. One, one more thing about the, the, the non-moving uh, villain kind of thing. Uh, your posture. What is your home stance? If you're standing like a guy, that's not quite as scary as if you adjust your posture, whether it's whether it's straighten it up more than uh, more than you normally do or crouch it over more than you would usually do. Something that's not quite right visually will play scarier as well. What if you're if you're being still posture? It's not a lot, but I'm hanging on to it. So we shoot the scene. We do take after take and finally cut that was perfect all right day one is over that's day one everyone day one of 20 <laughs> ryan maddie and i debrief on the day so it's 11 26 p.m i've been up since 2 a.m we have made a series of decisions. Adjustments. Yeah. And things, because uh, everything was revealed on set, of course. It's now not a theory anymore, it's actually happening. So what's, what are the, some of the decisions we've made tonight? The monster was looking like a straight up guy. Yeah. <laughs> the monster's a guy. He looked like, what's that Kurt Russell? Um, the computer wore tennis shoes? Because <laughs> he's wearing white shoes. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing he's sneakers and a hoodie. He's wearing he sneakers out and a hoodie. That didn't help the scary factor. So we took one bare foot. He was scary. He was scary. And then not only could I not get one contact in, I couldn't get any contact in. <laughs> this prompted a very long discussion about should we just pour a bunch of blood on Mark's head? <laughs> there was, for a while, there was maybe it'll face will be covered in blood, which is disconcerting yeah. to see yeah. it here at Patio Door. But after like 15 minutes of debating, should we pour blood on Mark's head or not? It's like both feel insane. Yeah. Everything feels dumb. Are they blood face guy? Yeah, blood face guy. I just, yeah, we just got, I'm just thinking about, yeah. is he gonna be black eyes or not? Mm -hmm. And then maybe a little, but we, we, we like where we're at. Did you hear that? 
We like where we at. We, we like where we at. That's right. There may have been some hurdles to get through, but we're feeling good. Maybe the curse is finally lifting. The next day, we shoot Maddie's scenes with Ryan. How'd you get up here? There's no stairs. You look terrible. Do you want a cup of tea or something? No, I'm leaving. We shoot Ryan's dog, Woody. Okay, so what we're doing now... Come on, Woody. Woody, come on. And we shoot all of Ryan's solo shots. And that's pretty much it. We just have one more shot on Sunday. We need blood running down the window of the patio door. And Ryan is in the kitchen making his homemade blood. And what he uses for his fake blood is cornstarch, red food dye, a little bit of cocoa powder, and then some blue food dye, which presently I can't find in the house because it's mayhem. It's just looking like cake mix. Yeah. Maybe I put the cocoa powder will help us. Yeah. And well, maybe the curse isn't totally done with us yet. We're using the fake blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, Ryan failed. But we have the blood we bought at Value Village and it works great. The lesson here, always have some spare blood. So that's it. That's a wrap. We're done. We did it. Okay, that's a wrap on Close and Lock the Patio. We avoided the hurricane. We conquered my loss of vision. A magical director of photography descended from the heavens in our moment of need. Ryan never caught the novel coronavirus. And thanks to some advice from the eyeball hand guy from Pan's Labyrinth and a little bit of visual effects, I think this monster is going to work. In two weeks' time, we're going to be sharing this movie with the world. And you're going to be able to watch it. Curse be damned. Got it? Got it. Moving? Moving. But, um, what do you do when you get into the editing room and you realize everything you shot sucks? What happens then? Oh, what the hell happened? It wasn't like that that day. That's next time on the penultimate episode of Let's Make a Horror. Let's Make a Horror is a production of CBC Podcasts and Kelly and Kelly, created by Kelly and Kelly. Hosted by Ryan Beal, Mark Chavez, and Maddie Kelly. This episode was written and produced by Dave Shumka and Chris Kelly. For Kelly and Kelly, the executive producers are Lauren Berkovich and Pat Kelly. Associate producer, Rebecca Peng. For CBC, Anna Ashite is the coordinating producer. Jeff Turner is the senior producer. The executive producer is Chris Oak. And RF Narani is the director of CBC Podcasts. Our theme song is by Chris Kelly. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.